Hi, I'm Robert Borton, CEO of Classical Conversations. Our most precious commodity is time. No one has ever lied on their deathbed wishing they had spent more time making money. They all wish they had spent more time creating a legacy. Our modern education system steals that legacy, steals that time from our children. That's why I'm passionate about homeschooling. That's why at Classical Conversations we want to give you more time to create that legacy, follow your passions, and glorify God. Visit classicalconversations.com for more information. Welcome to Cross Politics on the Midweek Fix, and it is no quarter November. Yes, it is. I should be playing that's, pirate music. That's why, Pastor. Yeah, I ain't mighty. No quarter November. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> what is pirate music? <laughs> I don't know. I know what pirated music is. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was thinking of something like, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean. You know, that's what I heard in my head. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Some, something like a shanty, you know. Like, oh, there you go. That's what we should have done. Shanty. Yeah, so that's why we got Pastor if Wilson in the studio with us. We do. We have a couple. <laughs> Not on here. Uh, uh, Pastor Toby, Chalk Knox, I'm the water boy. And if you guys didn't get to catch uh, Chalk Knox on Jason Whitlock yesterday, man. Yeah. That was fun. Way to go. Great. Knox great. is going to be a, it looks like a regular contributor to uh, Fearless. Yeah. yeah. Jason Whitlock show fine. once, twice a week sometimes, depending, we'll on the, depending on the week and everything. So yeah. that's kind of some exciting development. I just, I just want to know if we're allowed to call you Dave. No, I know. Like like know. Just, like no. Justin does. Hey, no, we got no. Dave Shannon. We're gonna we're gonna work that out for Jason. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Dave. Just, just Knox. It's yeah. Knox. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and then didn't he, didn't he introduce your black wife? Yeah. <laughs> it's like because <laughs> because the introduction was Dave's from Idaho. And he's married to a black wife. <laughs> just, just in case everybody wanted to know how black I was. How bona, you know, bona fide <laughs> it was. Right. Yeah. Hey, y'all, make sure you download the app. That's the best way to, to get our content. We actually, I just uploaded the Worldview series. So yes. uh, a couple years ago, we reproduced a Worldview series. It, it's a, uh, basically it's kind of the first the Worldview album. Worldview Shotgun series. It's fantastic. David's production on it is really, really great. Um, club members can actually download it in the portal. But we decided to put in our app, too, so those who download the app can actually listen to the uh, Worldview Shotgun series. There you go. There you go. Download the app. We aren't on YouTube right now. I think we get back on November 22nd. Oh, so when we get out of YouTube YouTube jail. jail. They they should have waited to December because since there's no quarter November, it's going to be crazy (laughs) on the 22nd. Maybe they don't know about that yet. Dime Payments is a Christian-owned processing payment business. Every business needs a payment process system. So go to dimepayments.com forward slash FLF. Sign your business up. Working with them actually supports us. They won't cancel you like Stripe canceled President Trump. They won't cancel you like MailChimp canceled the Babylon Bee. Who canceled Gary DeMar? PayPal. PayPal. Oh, yeah. PayPal right. did. So check them out. At least have a phone call. Tell them the cross politics sent you. Go to dimepayments.com forward slash FLF. And he just emailed me last week, and we actually got a number of listeners who've signed up with Dime Payments. Yeah. Way to go, you guys. Yeah, wait, really, awesome. really cool. All right, so as we've been uh, already mentioned, this week is no quarter November. Not this week. This, this month. Yeah. Well, this week started. <laughs> okay. No, no quarter November. And if you haven't caught... The trailer, I guess, do we call it the trailer for No Quarter yeah. November? Yeah, yeah we, sure, the trailer for the month. If we haven't caught the trailer for the month, well, we're gonna, we got it for you right here. Okay. Welcome to No Quarter November. My name is Douglas Wilson. I'm glad you decided to join us. Now, some people want to know, what is it about November that makes us want to burn things? What's with that? 
Here's a little libation for those evangelicals who think I ought not to be drinking stuff like that. The reason, the reason we're doing this is not that we're, we think that there's a moral obligation that we have to be incendiary, because we don't have a moral obligation to be incendiary. What we're saying is that the world has mysteriously, for some bizarre reason, become flammable. So, the world is flammable. Everything catches fire these days. All you have to do is say something like white babies or, or something like men shouldn't have sex with unstable women. Things that would have gone past without comment in a saner time. But we don't live in a sane time. Um, we're not incendiary people here at Cannon Press. We are ordinary people, normal people, in a flammable time. And that explains why things burn in November. <laughs> the basic point of No Quarter November on my blog is that normally, 11 months out of the year, when I say outrageous things or things that I know that people will take as outrageous, I make a point of qualifying it. I, I call it, it's not always in the second paragraph, but I call it the second paragraph rule, where I say now, when I say this, I'm not saying this and that and the other thing. I qualify, and I qualify, and I qualify. And nobody pays the slightest bit of attention to my qualifications. <laughs> and so I decided a few years ago that let's see what happens when I don't qualify anything. If I just say, if I just speak the truth, what happens then? Well, check in, no quarter November, and you'll see what happens then. <laughs> my exhortation to all of you is that if it, if it seems like everything's gone nuts, if it seems like the world's on fire, just keep doing what you're supposed to be doing. Just stay with whatever your plans were. Keep doing what you ought to be doing. Stay at your post. Ignore the world. <laughs> See? <laughs> well, I gotta get home for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, flipping month. That's good. So someone on social media, I think in our Fight Life Feast group, um, uh, posted in the comment section and said, where was Nancy when that <laughs> ship, when that boat was burning? <laughs> well, she was home, safe at home. <laughs> so I just about lost it when you poured out. What was that? Switch malt liquid. What was it? Was oh, it was water. Okay. Uh, that, that, that's not helping. I don't like uh, Hollywood magic. Pour out some perfectly good drink. <laughs> it's a bunch of evan jellyfish. I, all I could think was, is he pouring some out for the dead reformers that aren't here? You know, he used to have that pouring out for the dead homies that were not here. Pour out for the Calvin. Just look at Calvin. Go pour it out here. So, Pastor Wilson, what is So, here we are again. No quarter November. Is this what? the third one? Fourth one. Four. This is fourth year wow. four. Wait, so what all have we burned? We burned the first year. We burned a couch. Yeah. Yep. The second year we burned a field. Yep. Oh, that's right. The third year we truck. burned the truck. Oh, that's right. And the fourth year oh, wow. burned the boat. <laughs> next year I've drawn the line at no helicopters. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's funny. We were just saying the next has to be a helicopter. Um, one of the criticisms that I've seen come from this already has been a pastor has no business acting this type of way. 
<laughs> right? Like that is your job is to sit here and to preach the word of God, to be in the church, exegeting scriptures, not on top of a boat talking about burning down <laughs> culture. I'm talking about them burning down culture. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So what they're saying is that the preacher's got to preach behind the the pulpit, but make sure that you don't attack sin. Mm. Right. That, that's what. Mm. But but Doug, that's what, Instagram uh, shut down the video because you're inciting violence. Yeah, inciting violence, criminal activity. I think they right. they used the word criminal. Did they really? <laughs> yeah. uh, but it's, uh, but of course the hilarity of all of this is it's you've dairy. got the, the CNN guy who's like it's a mostly peaceful protest with right. with the police station behind yeah. him up and burning flames. down. Yeah. And I don't yeah. think Instagram took CNN off. Well, was, was it, well, the hilarity too though is that they're doing the exact thing that. The, you talk about in the video. You're being normal. Yeah. You're talking about normal things. They're being incendiary. And they're the ones who are burning burning it down. Right? Right. <laughs> exactly. And what what they do is they project. The left projects. Right. The thing that they accuse us of doing are the things that they are Actually, engaged in doing. Yeah. And it's all it's just gaslighting. You know, the the thing, I, I every, seems like every year somebody asks, what's no quarter mean? Right. Okay. No quarter means? It's a nautical term from um, sailing, um, sailing days uh, where... Ships would close and in order to fight, and no quarter meant no surrender. Yeah. So basically, no quarter is take no prisoners, fight right. to the death. Right. Uh, right. So that's what no quarter means. Okay. So what does that look like in your context? Well, what it looks like is I don't try to balance things in the normal, reasonable way that I usually do. Mm. So, uh-huh. <laughs> so no, no, normally, let's say let, let's say that I'm going to do a post attacking feminism, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Eleven months out of the year, in the second paragraph that I alluded to there in the video clip, in the second paragraph, I'll say something like, "Now, really, please don't take me as saying that all women are stupid." <laughs> okay. right. um, I'm not saying that. That's not my position. My position is that stupid women are stupid. Right. Not- <laughs> so they take all they take all the qualifications out. They're like, ah, whatever. He right. mean so, so that and people don't pay attention to the qualifications. So um, they, they just say, "Look, he said stupid women." Right. Yeah, he said stupid women, and it's a, an attack on all women. Despite a paragraph there right. that I put in there on purpose, knowing yeah. what they were going to do. So a few years ago, we thought, well, what happens? They try to pretend to ignore it, but what would happen if we just took those thing, took those paragraphs out? Yeah, and we just said it. We just said it. You guys know that I make qualifications. That I'm a reasonable guy. You can talk to me. I know there are exceptions. Mm-hmm. You know all mm-hmm. of that. Um, but we'll just state it straight up the middle, high and inside. So, what's your qualifications for telling people to have white babies? <laughs> oh no no see if i were giving uh during 11 months out of the year i would say now i'm not telling black people to have white babies <laughs> you just blew the whistle at pastor wilson that was the computer i don't think the computer likes you yeah. I, I think i think that white people should have white babies i think it's no, what's normally done <laughs> That's again so, he's being so, normal so racist i mean white people should be having black babies come on pastor <laughs> But you know, if we did that, oh, we'd be in big trouble. <laughs> right? It's like, look how racist they are. But it, it's funny because well, I find out about your blog sometimes faster than when I wake. You know, I wake up and I have like Twitter full of like something that you said, and I'm like, I haven't even got a chance to go to the blog to read it yet. Well, Ibram X. Kendi, who yeah. got in trouble recently for saying things that you know got him in trouble, but he's like one of these critical race theory guys. Yeah, he he went off on uh, Amy uh, Barrett, um, ACB, um, for adopting. 
right. black children <laughs> and called them ho- colonizers. Yep. Right. So, like, if you don't do, what, if you, what do you want? So, if you if, if you avoid doing that, you're a racist. If you do it, you're an appropriator right. or a, colon, uh, yeah, a colonizer. colonizer. Yeah. Whatever you do, it's going to be whatever you do, it's going to be awful. Right. And so, instead of giving this sort of thing the time of day seriously, yeah, uh, what you need to do is tweak it. Mm-hmm. Just say, okay, uh, white babies, it is. Yeah, and uh, and then ah, you can't say that. Well, <laughs> yeah. well, here here's the thing. Um, We've gotten to the point, no, no one is, I'm going to hopefully close this circle later this month, but uh, Martin Luther King Jr. was a white supremacist. Right, right. According okay. to their standard, absolutely. Okay. According, like, according to their standard, according to their like, standard, like Larry Elder is the face of, of white supremacy. supremacy. Yeah, right. According so, to, yeah. So, but Martin Luther King Jr. He said, yeah. "I want a day when people will be judged by the content of their character, not the color of their skin." Right. That's white supremacy all over, yeah. and I don't think it's too soon for us to demand that the names of the highways all be changed back. Why? Why? To Robert E. Lee and R. L. Dabney. Yeah, yeah. If you're gonna have a white supremacist, at least have it be an open one, right. uh, not a black one, and, and, and not a black one. And every city I go to, yeah, every city I go to, I think has a Martin Luther King Boulevard. Yeah, yeah. Right. Oh yeah. And usually it's a high crime area. <laughs> Seriously, a lot of them usually are pretty yeah. interesting. Yeah. And and so, the, but the point is, why are you naming highways? After a white supremacist, why is there a federal holiday right. named after a man whose keynote phrase, right. content of their character, not the color of their skin, right. like work is, ethic, if, Protestant if, work if ethic? I say, if, if I say it, yeah, well, it's white supremacy. Right. If um, if he says, I want my children to be judged, what? Yeah, right. Yeah. What? Yeah. Um, by by their accomplishments. So that that was he was a representative of an older era. Right, and actually a Christian one. Uh, yeah, he was he was drawing on all sorts of Christian yep. tropes, right, right. which is why he had the traction he did. Right. But now it's Lucy and the football. Everything's been switched all around. Yeah, and you're not allowed to point it out. Right. If you point it out, especially if you point it out unapologetically, right. without that second paragraph, people go nuts. You're banned from Instagram. Why supremacy YouTube. is really? Um, oh, go ahead. No, I'm just gonna say you're, you're banned. You're banned. Um, why supremacy is a is a tag or a line that seems to be really jamming up a lot of people right so there's two things that i see my white brothers doing they're like okay i guess i'm a white supremacist then right, right? And, and it's like no no <laughs> don't make the t-shirt and start wearing it please right uh, and so and the other side is like you just say don't, no, take, don't take the bait right don't yeah. exactly yeah. that's right. exactly right. right and i see a lot of them doing that i'm like please don't i can't defend you very well when you do that um but how how is it that you fight that tagline how what is the response to uh, this because i don't see a lot of people doing it right i want to add one, one thing here in, in, in the race in virginia right. um uh yeah. I mean, he just kept saying, um, Yunkin is a, basically a racist. Well, right. he's, a, he's a dog. He's doing a dog whistle. All this mm-hmm. stuff. It's like the liberals cannot help themselves but to say conservatives are racist no matter what they do. Yeah, right. McCullough basically said parental rights is a dog whistle yep. for, for racism. Yeah. So there's a, there's a t- fine line to walk here. So if you're, you're exactly right. If, if you're accused of white supremacy, no matter what, if you're a white guy and you're accused of that, no matter what, the thing you must not do in taking the bait is say, well, if I'm going to be accused of being a thief, I might as well steal something. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. 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 So, so if right. I'm going to be accused of being a white supremacist, I might as well be one, an actual one from mm. the old school, yeah. right? And, or not care if people label me as that 
right. a KKK kind, right, of, right. kind of guy. That's, that's the one mistake. But the other, uh, the other side of this fine line is you really have to absolutely not care what they're saying about you, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So there's two ways of not caring. Right. I don't care that you call me a white supremacist because I'm a grand legal wizard in the KKK. Right. (laughs) I don't care. Okay. Um, But the other way of not caring is I don't care what you're saying because I'm onto your tricks. Yeah. Right. Right. And so everything we say ought to be an I'm onto your tricks um, move, not, oh, I might Mm. as well fit the caricature. Yeah. No, that's really good. So Canon is uh, giving away. Or not a giveaway. Not give, not give away. Oh, they're yeah. selling. But it's it's, it's up on the screen. But, but it's such a discount, it's like giving away. Um, no, it's, uh, there's this, this is the Dominion Bundle. Um, and it's <laughs> so um, good. It's good to be a man. It's a brand new book coming out. I've been uh, waiting for that. Michael Foster and uh, I don't even know how to say his name. Dominic Bontenet. I'm going to go yeah, with you it. You got it. In the House of Tom Bombadil with C.R. Wiley. Oh, man, I'm this excited. This is book three of his series. Isn't and it? Gashmu saith it. Yeah. Gashmu saith it. How to build Christian communities that save the world. Who Who's Gashmu? So, <laughs> That's not English. <laughs> Gash, Gashmu saith it. Gashmu is a bit character in the book of Nehemiah. And when the people are coming to report to Nehemiah all the bad things that are b- being said about him, uh-huh. one of their lines is, and Gashmu saith it. <laughs> so speaking of not taking the bait, don't don't believe them when they tell you the Gashmu saith it. This book is dedicated to the memory of Gashmu. <laughs> Dang. Dang. Oh, Who I have no, no doubt has never had a book dedicated to. <laughs> you, you win. Oh. You know what? You win. You know you've written too many books win. You know, <laughs> we should turn that phrase into a t-shirt. Gashmu. Yes, say that. Yeah, <laughs> That's funny. It. So, um, so how do you build Christian communities that save the world? Plant churches, worship God. Um, if you're single, get married. If you're married, <laughs> oh, excuse, go baptize your kids. If you have children, <laughs> <laughs> got, it. Yeah. got it. So this is kind of a little handbook, yeah, of sorts for okay. You, we live in crazy times. We live in crazy times. Um, what should we do? Kind of like your exhortation on the burning boat. Right is so you know they're they're being crazy they're lighting everything on fire stay at your post stay at your post find some other people who are staying at their post yeah. and worship God together with them start building community together little pockets of sanity mm-hmm. um, like um, the house of Tom Bombadil yeah. is mm-hmm. right that's a little pocket of sanity uh, Rivendell is another pocket of sanity Interesting. You know, the, yeah. the last homely house yes so you have places where you come and you say oh I'm not crazy yeah the world's crazy so when when i read i was reading through this book yesterday um two things that struck me one was um i've actually been under your preaching now for almost 20 years so i came here in 2002 and it's 2021 and and you you you're saying a lot of the same things that i've you've been teaching for 20 years in this book um but you constantly you do a great job at saying it in new and fresh ways um and so that was just you know, good work. That's because I'm getting old and I forgot the old way I say it. <laughs> um, but the but the other thing that struck me about the book was, as I was reading through it, you know, the, the book is talking about how to build Christian communities. Well, you start talking about, like, church membership, mm-hmm. um, you know, loyalty, yeah. uh, you know, things that... Like-mindedness. Like-minded, yeah, yeah like-mindedness. Now, now that, that's kind of consistent with building a community, but... Things that you wouldn't really necessarily think that, oh, this is actually part of building a Christian community. Why is, why is church membership 
part of building a you know civil society because civil society is covenantally based and you can't have a covenantal ground you can't have an omelet without eggs you can't have covenantal society without covenants mm-hmm. right and this is um, goes back to Edmund Burke's little platoons so modern society is atomistic atom atomistic right biblical societies are molecular so mm-hmm. um where we form complex molecules and the complex molecules are families and clans and denominations and churches and communities and regiments, you know, uh, where we have all these personal relationships. That's a molecular society. The modern state wants to create an atomistic society of sheer individualism, which is why um, anarchistic libertarianism or secular libertarianism is playing right into their hands. Yeah. Every individual is a solitary greased BB and you dump them all in a sack right. and you, you, it's just malleable. Ty- you, tyrants are fine working with that. Yeah, tyrants love in, raw individualism because the state, the collective will always roll over. Mm. Um, um, Ayn Rand notwithstanding, they'll, they'll always roll over right, an right. individual. They can't roll over communities right right in in the same way it's, it's much harder for them to digest yeah it takes a lot more force to right. roll over a community people right. miss the fact that covenantalism is inescapable the question is is where is where's the glue going to be right and the way god designed the world to work is that he meant there to be uh counterbalancing and checks and balances yeah. in culture with, with families and churches in particular checking the state right um and when but the reason we got here was because churches and families abdicated. Right. They said, we don't need to be that closely knit. We don't need to be loyal. Um, you can do what you want, laissez-faire, whatever. Mm-hmm. And the state was only too glad to say, well, then we'll be the glue. Right. We, we will hold everything together. But you can't, you can't abdicate that kind of covenantal loyalty in the church and in the family and then expect for it to just disappear. Yeah. So in a Christian worldview, divided loyalties is not a bug. It's a feature. Right. So what what we want is I I'm an American, I'm a Christian, I'm a Wilson, right. I'm a son, I'm a father, or maybe like I'm a brother. Overlapping loyalties. Oh yeah. It's not divided in the sense that they're at odds. No, but, they're but not they're, at war, but they're piled on top of each but other. But I have to decide. So a husband, yeah. Let's say the nation is attacked and they're mustering the army for war. He's if he's not torn. Right. Right. If he's not saying, I want to go fight for my country and I want to stay home and protect my wife and provide for her. If he's, if he doesn't have that, then, uh, you've got, you've lost the central glue that holds the society together in the first place. Right. So, but the church has been talking about building communities for decades. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, small groups are emphasized even in the big mega churches. Um, why, why are we not building community? Can can I, I want to, I want to round that off a little bit. We have churches, Reformed churches, biblical churches, teaching exegetically all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet we still don't have – I would say Moscow shouldn't be a thing because we should have way more of that inside right. of culture and society based on that truth, right? Right. So why don't we have more of that? <laughs> Especially in light of what Gabe asked. Right, exactly. Everybody's been saying community for the last right. you know, number of decades. Me- right. Church membership has been a big push, a big thing right now, how important it is. you know, All yeah. that stuff is there, and yet the fruit of that doesn't seem to be bleeding itself out into society normally. There's a, a book I recommend frequently, bit written by an uh, old reprobate, Ambrose Bierce. It's the Devil's Dictionary. Yes. All right. Yeah. And the Devil's Dictionary, that. there's a definition of valor in there. And he, he tells these little anecdotes that he made up 
up to illustrate different definitions and valor uh, a general in the American Civil War said, sir, why I've commanded you to move forward, move forward at once. Why haven't you moved forward? And the lieutenant says, or the commander of the delinquent brigade said, sir, I've determined that any further display of valor on the part of my troops will bring them into contact with the enemy. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> That's and, the definition of valor. <laughs> it stops it, right here. Also, Ambrose yeah. Beer says rear. He defines rear in military terms. In military parlance, the part of the army that is closest to Congress. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. So, so you're saying we, we, in many places we do have these platoons. Yeah. We do have um, these, these units, these military outfits right. that God's established but the but the the captains the generals are we no. uh, will are, are, are uh, unwilling to display any further valor because the op, the enemy fights dirty they will destroy you yep. they will come after you with everything they've got they'll meet to and, you and the, the yeah and the thing that the, the the reason why this works is because the the recipients of this possible treatment care Right, right. Christians, yeah, Christians, care. Christians care yeah, we're back because to the other no because other Christians care. Yeah, and well, I've got a mortgage to pay, or I've got right. I, I've got a or it's a bad witness, or it's a bad witness, a bad testimony. Seems like you're being mean. I've had um, I've had I remember one situation years ago where a young guy was caught in a firestorm online, and a bunch of older Christians, he, and it was crucial that he not back down. Yes, right, and a bunch of older mentors wiser christians took him aside and advised him to eat it and apologize and climb down and uh, uh, basically the root problem and this is not the only solitary isolated problem but the root problem is cowardice Mm. that um we we just don't want to collide with the enemy Uh, is that changing now though after 2020 the social justice movement and now it seems with critical race theory inside of government schools being more obvious, is that changing a little bit? We're yeah. seeing some of that in Virginia, right? Yeah, we saw it in Virginia. We saw. Um, so here's the, I think the key takeaway from Virginia is that a lot of activated, motivated, upset conservatives, from from responsible conservatives to people who just red pilled last week, you know, just <laughs> yeah, right. the whole yeah. the whole range, were really distressed at the way the. Um, 2020 election was set, the presidential election was set. Uh-huh. And just aside, apart from getting into the merits of it, many, many people, to the tune of hundreds of thousands of people, believed that the election had a lot of fishy stuff about it, rigged and yeah. uh, suspicious, Georgia yeah. and Arizona and Pennsylvania. And what, and, and a lot of people, I heard a lot of people seeing a lot of people saying, well, what good is the, uh, the what good are the midterms going to be? Um, if they can just steal an election. Right. Yeah. Well, the electoral, and again, not getting into whether or not they did, the, the, I'm talking about the perception. A lot of conservatives were saying, what's the use? And we're on the verge of sitting out, Checking sitting out. out yeah. on the midterms. Yeah. Um, because, but the electoral college system means that if there were cheating, you just had to have cheating at key pinch points, mm-hmm. right? right. If, yep. So if uh, it was under 100,000 votes, that would have swung the election um, uh, the other way. into a tie, yeah. into a tie, um, and and Virginia was a state that, by every um, bit of the current received wisdom, should have gone to McAuliffe, right. given the kind of right. state it is. Right. Given I saw I saw um, people on uh, Twitter actually saying they were Democrats who voted 
um, mm-hmm. uh, for uh, Yogan, who said, I'm pro-choice um, and I'm a Democrat, um, but I, I'm sick of these shutdowns. Mm-hmm. That was the other thing that I saw. There, there, there were at least some Democrats that swung and voted for the Republican because they were—they're just done with the shutdowns. They're done right. with the overreach. Right. I think that's the other part of this too. So I think you'll look for Virginia to be a great encouragement for people to mobilize in the congressional and senatorial races. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they if they, uh, I think that they could have cheated in Virginia and they couldn't even pull that off. Right, right, right. Uh, so, uh, yeah. so I can get involved here in South Dakota, right. or I can yeah. get, he, uh, yes. you know, that, yeah, that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Which is incidentally, isn't the tr- Trump the one that's been telling people don't vote? Yeah, <laughs> this is all yeah. rigged. <laughs> Thanks <laughs> for nothing. <laughs> uh, so, I always like to ask you when we do no quarter November with you, what's coming down the pike? You oh. know. Yeah, I do. I've oh. got the- <laughs> well, there's an event calendar. Yeah. Oh, event calendar. snap! Yeah. Oh, y'all. Okay, Copy this down real quick. Screenshot it. It's, it's, okay. it's real. It's tiny. So what's <laughs> going on? So on Monday and Wednesday, you're doing blog yeah. posts. My the the blog posts are are the uh, long form blog posts. The things where I'm right. critiquing or engaging with uh, various um, follies, um, and then sprinkled around are observations, reactions to um, the you know the normal thing. But Monday and Wednesday are my normal blogging days. And, so, and so then Tuesday, you're doing a live Q&A every Tuesday at 5 p.m.? Is that what yeah. it is? Live Q&A. It's a live Q&A on, on Tuesday. On you, is that YouTube? It'll uh, be. Can impresses. YouTube I don't know. Channel. I just go where I'm pointed. <laughs> well, it yeah, says you, it's got the YouTube logo, okay. so I'm assuming it, it that's says what it is. On, so the first so I assume one, that's Can Impress's YouTube yeah. channel. So the first one's November 9th. Next, right. next Tuesday, November 9th, will be the first Q&A live stream. For four Tuesdays. Four so Tuesdays in a row. Uh, four Tuesdays in a row. Um, oh, Yeah, live man. Q&A. So people can ask their questions and you'll just answer them. Yeah. Okay. So Whoa. so we got the schedule. Whoa. What's the topics? Oh, the topics are all all kinds of topics. <laughs> um, why discernment blogs are proof that women shouldn't be pastors. There we go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Got that one. <laughs> Write that down. Pastors. You'll probably notice when that one runs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What else we got there? Oh, man. Are you going to save it for us? I'll save it. Okay. I'll so save it. Today's is the great justice juke. The, today's was the great justice juke. Oh, yes. I haven't read that one yet. No, I, Critical. I haven't read it yet either. It's on basically how, how the Marxists and the critical theorists infiltrated evangelicalism. So, um, and the move is basically the step one is we're, we're going to be gospel focused. We're going to be gospel centered. It's just going to be gospel. Uh And the only, the one question we will always ask is, is this a gospel issue? Uh huh. Okay. Uh huh. And, and we will use that to exclude everybody to the right who wants to bring up cultural issues that they learned at the, uh, worldview camp that their high school senior went to. Yep. Right. Uh, so no, that's not a gospel issue. No, yeah. um, minimum wage is not a gospel issue. Uh, inner yeah. city crime is not a gospel issue. Right. Yeah, you, know, you know, not a gospel issue. So they exclude that by definition. Then the next step is they say, well, clearly justice is a gospel issue, right? Just, but what they've done is they've taken the definition of justice from the Marxists, yeah. from yeah. from the commies. Right. And so they've inserted this. It's a Trojan horse. It's a Trojan horse. They've inserted justice as the one gospel issue that they've got to put in there. Why? Which is why 
BLM and you know if you if you challenge this right. you're a racist or right. a misogynist or right. a plutocrat the abuse of children abuse of women these Correct. kind of things where it's like clear, there is problems right but they've they've smuggled in a different definition of justice Correct and and so then I divide evangelicalism up into the bad guys who are apostate mm-hmm. you know the people who who understand the woke gospel mm-hmm. are going to hell they're apostate they're they're false brothers then you have the chumps in the middle who don't who should know better but they didn't know better they accommodated they tried to compromise with them and then you have the clear-eyed people on the other end who have been sounding the alarm the whole time mm. and then i take uh, galatia where you had the judaizers yep. the false brothers mm-hmm. then you had the people who should have known better like mm-hmm. the apostle peter for example right barnabas for example John Mark, for example, right. uh, you have those people in the middle who got played. Yeah. You know, they're, they're true Christians, they're good people, mm-hmm. but they got played. And then you had people um, who are frequently lonely, like the Apostle Paul, right. who, saw the game, who saw the play being run and, yeah. call, and called it. And so that's, uh, that's a paradigm for what is going on now with the woke. Um, wokeism is antichrist. It's a false gospel. It's... It's like Machen said about liberalism. It's not a variation. It's not a de- denominational variation. It's another religion entirely. Yeah. What, what do you tell people who are find themselves in churches or in orbits, maybe where they think their leadership is somewhere in the middle of that spectrum, right. uh, may, maybe somewhere between the last two, where, right. where they, you know, they've got a pastor or a session that's maybe a couple of them seem like they've been played a couple of them occasionally point out, oh, that's not good. Right. That's not good. Um, but it's sort of all wobbly. What, what should people do in a church like that? Oftentimes the people in the middle, uh, the, if you're observing your elder board in the middle being yep. played, yep. Um, the people who get played generally are, um, they're not deep thinkers. They, they don't see the theological issues. Right. They're, they're responding to situations in the church, mm. people who are, calling them up and and so what christians need to do is they need to become a situation okay become a situation (laughs) become a situation what do you mean well by raising the alarm saying okay uh, okay um, say uh so if if basically we have to come to grips with in the church the liberals are the war party the liberals are the ones who fight for what they believe. Yeah. The liberals are the ones who That's right. who keep coming back after it. That's the right. liberals are the ones who try to get people kicked off of elder boards. The liberals are the fighters. Mm-hmm. Everybody has everybody has believed the propaganda that the conservatives are the fighters and the liberals are the flower children. It's the other way around. The liberals <laughs> are the warriors. Yeah. The liberals are the fighters. They're the war party. Yeah. And the Christians are the ones who just want to be left alone so they can get their small business off the ground and feed their kids. Yeah. That, yeah. They just... Um, but, but making a situation means pointing out where we're being attacked. Right. Where, like, so it's, um, pastor... This is com- this is infiltrating yeah. and and it's affecting my kids. The it's- ladies are having a book group yeah. and they're reading Kendi's um, yeah. latest book in the book group. Yeah. Yeah. Are, are you going to do something about it? Right, 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 right. and the, and right. give him a situation. Right, right, and say I can check back tomorrow if you need time to think about. You know, right. yeah, yeah, you yeah. need to become a squeaky mm. wheel. Right. They're they're saying that our you know our white kids need to be constantly apologizing because right. they were born with no pigment in their skin. Right. Correct, and if your white kid 
does apologize for that, they need a spanking. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So you have false brothers. Those three categories. You have people who are false brothers. Um, then you have people who are being played, being played by that, and yeah. then you have people who are sounding the alarm. <laughs> Which one does Russell Moore fit in? Okay, what I say in the in the column is that the categories of uh, false, you know, apostate people and people who are being played. I said, I don't see hearts. I can't see hearts. Yeah. I, but what I do say is that if you're not in the third category of calling calling this out, yeah. if you're not in number three, you have no business in Christian leadership. Oh. So. Right. Oh. Right. Okay. So, okay. Okay. So, so the, and that would apply, for example, that would apply to Russell Moore and Al Mohler. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. So Al Mohler is uh, uh, basically given how valiant Al Mohler was in round one of this in the Southern Baptist Convention. Uh-huh. Yeah, I suspect he's in the middle group, uh-huh. right? But I'm not going to assign people. Right. Are you apostate? If you're going to discipline someone out of the church, you can't just say I differ with them politically. So therefore, right. Right. he's yeah. unregenerate. Excommunicate. But, but I can yeah. say, if you're a Christian leader, um, then you have to be withstanding this business right. you you have to be on the record that wokeism is from hell yeah. Yeah. wokeism is of the devil yeah. if you're not if you're not doing that right. then you're being played or you're on their side right mm. you have and and the, i mean especially with somebody like al Moore. i mean like he's 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 not unintelligent no he's a very <laughs> very intelligent Brilliant. man and that, right. that's sort of that's where it kind of like ratchets us up even higher it's like no you you did fight very valiantly right i've read your books i've heard you talk right. you are a very sharp man right you know the scriptures you know how to read culture right yeah i mean i, I, mean, I tell yeah. people all the time when we're talking about what cross politic is the is intersection between um what the bible teaches and culture is like i think the only other sh- um, show that I was aware of before ours, maybe there are others, was Mueller's. Right. Briefing. The, the briefing yeah, show yeah. was yeah. him doing that. And so it, it sort of heightens the, the stakes of all that. Like, brother, <laughs> right. surely you see um, what's going on. Right. And I, I say that basically every Christian leader needs to be on the record on this. Right. You, you, can't sit this yeah. one, right. you can't sit this one out. Right. Right. You have to say, I'm with these guys. Uh, even if my priorities are elsewhere i'm i'm running my soup kitchen or, sure right sure. yeah but yeah. i so i don't have time to write a book against the woke gospel right but i'm standing with the guys who are I'm fighting these guys the right pass before we let you go i have to i, I read the uh, article from the guardian yes um, and, and you know it's funny i was kind of proud I, God, I, god's I, on the move I was i'm just, saying if you got two hit pieces from national media outlets I, in the last couple of weeks God is on the move. But let me set this up real okay. quick. So, so is the whole country, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Aslan's on the move. As, as I was reading the article, I was with Neil, and we were going to go vote here in Idaho. Right. We had our, Everybody's had their elections yesterday. We had ours, our local elections. And I'm reading the article as I'm going into a place to vote where I don't know if anybody from our church, I mean, one person that was trying to run for city council, um, we don't have anybody from our church in and the police chief, he's not, you know, yeah. but we don't have representation inside of our politics the right. way that everybody talks about it at all. Right. And I'm going to vote and I'm reading this article. Moscow is taking over. Uh, Christchurch is taking over Moscow. Right. And I'm sitting here saying we're about to go lose a full election about everything. <laughs> and, I'm try- and I'm sitting here literally. I'm looking around and laughing when they're like, where, where, where's the takeover? <laughs> the, the Wilsons are getting lied on by the police. Yeah. And the the, the judges yeah. and the the prosecutor are in full assault, and I'm sitting here. Where is this this takeover? Let's, say, it, let, let's just say two things. 
we have taken over the city and we're really, really bad at it. <laughs> so we've, we've taken over the city and we haven't had figured out how to stop persecuting us yet. Yeah. <laughs> and that was the yeah. thing. You know, that's what I was looking at. I, I mean, there's people from outside here watching, but they have whatever we're doing. It. I'm looking at the places that people would look at and say, like Dearborn, Michigan, they have, they've taken over. Muslims yeah. have taken over Dearborn. Yeah. There's no question. Um, I don't feel like we're oh, no. close to that at all. And yet, whatever, what are, why is it that what we're doing feels like a takeover and we have yet no power as it relates to the civil magistrate, as it relates to city I, council? I think it's because the people who are, uh, I'll just illustrate it this way. When the spies are talking to Rahab in Jericho, uh-huh. um, uh, she says that ever since we heard of how God brought you out of Egypt, we've been terrified. But, yeah. Okay, well, that's 40 years of the Canaanites being terrified of the Jews who are marching around in the wilderness because they were terrified. (laughs) (laughs) So the the Israelites come out of Egypt. They send in spies. Oh, they're giants in the land. We're like grasshoppers in the sight. We can't do it. We can't do it. We can't do it. So the, the Israelites were scared of the Canaanites and spent 40 years in the wilderness because of it. And then Rahab says, and we were scared of you. For that whole time, for right. that wow. whole, for right. that whole time. Right. So I think that the non-believers see. I, I do believe that they're picking up on something genuine, which is that robust, potent Christianity is the threat to their to their yeah. Um, yeah. to their plans. And I, the fact that we have a British newspaper yeah. do, uh, doing a, up on it. Uh, doing a hit piece on us. Means that we are the we are the designated threat, and so they have to use words like ultra ultra conservative. Yeah. Right, but it's, true true to British form though is kind of nice. Yeah, they yeah. were kind of nice to us. <laughs> Even though you could tell they were trying to be mean, yeah. I, I, I heard from more than one person that read it and thought, you know, actually. Uh, you know, I might need to look. You know, I need to look into this place. <laughs> it's, it's hilarious. I mean, what are we doing? We're going to church. The most public thing that we do as a church is go out and sing psalms. Right. Yeah. We take a choir out, and everybody's like, "Oh no!" Yeah. <laughs> Arrest them. <laughs> the author of that piece was Jason Wilson, so I could ruin his day by saying, "Well, he's a nephew. I'm kind of disappointed in." <laughs> 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 Pastor Wilson, thank you so much for joining us, man. No Quarter November, canonpress.com. You want to be ready for really every day of the week. You got something going on. Yeah. So yeah. Go get these books from and Dominion and Bundle. Dominion Bundle. Gashmu. Yes. Stay with it. Good old Gashmu. So if you're single, get married. If you're married, have kids. And if you have kids, go baptize them. Until Sunday, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight. Laugh and feast. This is cross politic. No quarter November, baby. American colleges have become more hostile to the faith of young Christians than the beaches of Normandy were to the Allies. Literally. Undergraduate training wasn't always a death trap of unbelief. Once colleges were boot camps for body, mind, and soul. Now, most college students spend their days in tax funded adult daycares with all the intellectual rigor of lazy rivers, safe spaces, and complimentary condoms. And in our recent COVID faux apocalypse, Those daycares became prisons almost overnight. Cover your face, line up for your shot, stay in your room, but don't worry, the condoms were still complimentary. At New St. Andrews, you are not on vacation, you are not in daycare, and you won't be herded into a dorm. From week one, you'll be treated like an adult. You're responsible for paying your own rent and developing your own grocery budget, or going hungry. 
get a shot or don't, mask up or don't. Most of our students even work part-time jobs on top of the 40-hour class workload. It's part of the anti-fragile hustle and grind that distinguishes our graduates from the majority of their own generation and that employers and graduate schools love. Most college graduates in the U.S. are stuck paying off loans for years. New St. Andrews sets you up to graduate debt-free and dangerous, ready to pursue grad school, a family, or business opportunities in the real world without any reliance on pork subsidies from Mother America and with no weepy need for safe spaces. The real world isn't a cushy place. No one owes you success. You are entitled to exactly jack squat in this life. But rich or poor, unlike your face or your freedom, your job or your business, an education and the ability to think clearly can never be taken from you as long as you are still above ground. Not by petty tyrants or cowardly clergy, not by thoughtless mobs or lab coat megalomaniacs. At New St. Andrews College, you'll learn from teachers whose ideas equipped men and women to build Western civilization in the first place, and which will be used again to defend and rebuild what has been lost as the West has faltered into decay, losing her faith and her mind. Yes, most of our best teachers are dead. But our classical Christian liberal arts education is how we've been graduating thoughtful, articulate outlaws and leaders with spines for the last quarter century. The intellectual and theological bedrock beneath the Judeo-Christian West is what you'll study, engage with, write about and own. It is what you will debate in class and present in public as you learn to live like forbidden fire, surrounded by the darkness of unbelief, manifesting God's truth, goodness and beauty to all who live around you. Training like this can't happen over Zoom. At New St. Andrews, we believe whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but a companion of real or virtual fools will suffer harm. Your peers shouldn't be your spiritual leaders. You should have a real flesh and blood in-person church for that. NSA is in the heart of downtown Moscow, Idaho, where you will witness men and women building Christendom on every corner. Where else are you going to be able to break bread in your professors' homes, debate great literature with them while their kids are playing, sing psalms while being arrested with them, catch turtles with them? No one comes to NSA to get lost in the crowd. You might be able to hide in a graduating class of thousands, but our classes are better measured in dozens. You will grow in this program or you will tap out. And when you finish, you'll be ready for life in whatever moments and scenes and struggles God may have prepared for you. We are training students who worship and march and study and fellowship and sing and write and start businesses and raise kids that no one can mask, cancel, or bury. We follow the King of Kings who knew the way through the mob and out of the grave. We fight to rebuild Christendom in the ruins, in our families, and in our businesses, in the cities where we live, in the countries where we go, in the congregations where we worship. Your mom may worry that Moscow, Idaho is many miles from home. She should worry more about how spiritually distant even a nearby godless campus is. After four years in a Christian community like ours, you will grow much closer to your family. Don't stay distant. Click the link today to schedule a visit to New St. Andrews College.